was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we have a very, very special episode. Let me just get the air horns already. All right. Uh, I personally love this dude. Uh, one of the funniest guys behind the camera and in front of the camera, okay, has created uh, an amazing, 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 amazing shooter's camp, shooter's agency. Said the word. Lo- lo- yeah, I, I know, I know. I wasn't, but they still may not know. They may still not but. know. I don't, I don't know. Um, just a really dope individual that we had to make sure get on this platform and break down how he went from a rapper to now a millionaire. So I'm just, we're going to talk about it. Moose, who are we talking about? Man, the one and only, Brandon, the shooter. So uh, it's home. Brandon shot me. Let's let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know, before we start this, this, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live. Everything you're seeing, everything you're hearing is done by Ecamm Live, the all-in-one streaming platform that takes care of your audio, that takes care of your video for whether you want to do pre-recorded stuff, whether you want to stream on Facebook, YouTube, all of it. That's all done through Ecamm Live. So go hit us up, www all those W's, dot, nickyandmoose.com slash ecam for your free 14-day. But let's get into this interview. You see let's him. Go. We have the one and only Brandon Shopme. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Man, I'm glad to be here. Um, I have the Hennessy. It's just not with me. Okay. It's you want to go grab but, it? We, we talk, we, we, me and Moose will talk a little bit real quick. Fine, I'll go get it. You okay, all right, all right. Oh, wow. so, and, until the meantime, <laughs> uh, so you already break. know this is going to be uh, a very unusual uh, and silly interview. I'm just want to put that out there. Um, before he comes back, Moose, do you have any? Oh wait, nope, he's he's back. back. Nope, he's back. That was quick. He's- Okay, that was quick. Uh, we're not going to sponsor them. Just gonna no, be we're not here. because they don't. They don't pay us. They don't give us a check. Nor unless they give you a check. They give you a check. I'm working on it. Okay, as long hey. as, you, as long as we work about it. All right. It. Now, All right, listen, well. listen. I'm here for it. Wait before before anything before because there's probably like three or four people who don't know who you are. Right, okay. just three or four. Not not yeah. too many. But right. if you could, right? Can you mm-hmm. introduce yourself and kind of just like. How did how did we get here? Because uh, my man has the the I don't know if y'all see him. Let me let me show you. Uh, the chain is is, is ah, some heavy lately. This is the chain is is oh. Yeah. But can we talk about that? Yeah. So really, so my name is uh, Brandon Shotme. I'm a photography and videography business coach, and I literally came from employee to videographer to photography and videography. 
coached. That's how I got here. A small hometown, North Carolina. Um, it was about, you know, 10 people in the city. Well, one was nine now because I moved out. So um, from a small area, man, and now I'm in Atlanta, doing what I like to do. Mm. Helping what he likes to do. Helping people. I'm with it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Talk, talk, man, you know what's funny is um, I still remember meeting you for the very first time uh, back back uh, at Shanza Spy. I think we were there for like one of the, the Game Changers event. Yeah. And of course, seeing you in that realm. But my favorite part is that I've seen the growth strictly online. And yeah. what's, what's unique about it and makes it extra special is that it's usually uh, a role that people who like they they aspire to jump out from behind the camera, but they almost never know how to. Yeah. So just just kind of talk about maybe even as as people get to learn more about what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. What was the the switch that happened in your mind to say, oh, I'm gonna go from person behind the camera mm-hmm. to in front of the camera to helping people utilize this as a tool and actually make something of it. Yeah. So one, I think. Um, one, hang around a different uh, group of people. So when I was working a job, all I hung around was employees. And we, we talked about employee stuff, right? Now, although I wanted to talk about entrepreneurship, I want to talk about business. One, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I didn't know anything about business. So I can't talk about things I don't know about, right? So once I um, quit my job, I started hanging around David Shans, and, and he introduced me to a host of other entrepreneurs around this time. So once you start hanging around different people, you start to think like them, right? So they were, the, the terminology was different. The language was different. Everything everything that um, everyone did, even when I met Nikki and Eric Thomas, all this stuff for the first time, everything was different. So what happens is we start to pick up a different lifestyle. And that, I guess, transformed me to the person that I am today. So the only thing that separates me from a lot of other photographers and videographers is that other photographers and videographers hang around each other i decided to mm-hmm. something else something different which was business owners millionaires entrepreneurs you guys and things like that nature. that's what hold on let's just stay let's stay right there why, why did you do that like you're okay. right uh, creators stick with creators like ceos yep. stick with ceos you said uh no i'm gonna go over here uh what what was the reason for that and kind of what was the result of it? Cool. cool. So what happened was in 2016, when I quit my job, I read my first book in the, in the past since high school. Right. It was called 10 Distinctions Between Entrepreneurs and Employees. So what happened was this book just told me what the difference between the two. So entrepreneurs do this. Entrepreneurs take risks and all this other stuff and employees don't. Whatever. I realized I was everything on the entrepreneur side, but I also didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. So all I really wanted to do was just be around a entrepreneur that could show me how to be an entrepreneur. So I wasn't like I was trying to plan to be behind the camera. I wasn't trying to plan to get super rich. I was just like, I need to be around an entrepreneur that can show me how to do this thing that I am. You know what I mean? It's kind of like finally find out you're an eagle for the first time. It's like, well, how do I fly like eagle? How do I do eagle stuff? Right? So all I want to do is just be around someone who can show me how to be that so that I can be the best entrepreneur um, I can be. And then through that time, I just happened to like literally when I first went to Davis Kiosk, it was like a whole bunch of people who ain't got no job. I'm like, I just got here. Why ain't nobody working? Nobody broke. <laughs> yeah, what's happening right now? So ain't, ain't nobody got no job right now. Like, yeah, we entrepreneurs. This is weird. Um, 
So yeah, it just kind of happened over time. I wasn't I wasn't intentional about it. I was intentional about being an entrepreneur, but I also wasn't intentional about like being around so many different entrepreneurs and being around millionaires. And I just really want to I, I wanted everything out of like a David at the time. I want everything out of his head in my head, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then so then what hap- what happened next, right? You 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 mentioned the story of at one point having a nine to five, mm-hmm. leaving a small town, getting to Atlanta kind of mm-hmm. starting to pick it up and, and, and patch it together. You connect with David. Mm-hmm. What, what happens after that? Do you, I mean, we know you don't immediately kind of get to the millionaire status. There's that journey. What, what, what happened after that? What was that journey like? Yeah. So really I was just really, I just want to be, I was trying to be, I really want to be really good at playing my role with working with David. Right. So I shot for David for free for two years. Right. And then Around this time, I needed to be able to grow not only for me, but also for him. Right. So I needed to like I know I couldn't shoot and edit at the same time. So I'm like, yo, I need editors. Right. I need to be able to build a team. There's a lot of stuff that I needed to do. And it was tough for me to do while still working with David. So at that point in time, I branched out and I was like, I need to be able to be better for me, my family and everything that I want to build on my own. So then when I branched out. I uh, linked up with people like um, Dave, um, Derek Harper, Ken Collier, who flew overseas. I hired my first editor overseas. And then I figured out like retainer prices, how to get people to pay me so they can pay for my editors. And then it kind of like grew from there. Wait, 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 wait. You're going too fast. You're going too fast. A lot of stuff in between, but however. We're going to break it down. No, no, we're going to break it down. I got you. I got you. Because I will actually want to bring up when I first met you, like we were talking and everything like that. I remember you shooting weddings. Yeah. Like there was a part of life you were shooting weddings and then, yeah. but you were also shooting uh, David. And so yes. I know, but going back, back, you also did music videos. Wait, I'm bringing yes. all this up because I know you teach other uh, videographers and photographers to kind of niche down. So I actually want you to talk about the process of all of that, but what made you niche down to what you did from the wedding standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. And further on and how important it is to niche down. Oh, that's good. Thank you, Nikki. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here. (laughs) So here's what happened. When I first thought, first of all, I've always had a niche. Up until one point where I did multiple things at one time. And that's what made me know. That's what let me know that niching that was important. So when I first started, I was doing music videos and I was doing, I'm not going to say well, but well for me. That means I would charge $400 a video, whatever. And I'm like, that was good money. Because I make $10 an hour, $340 a video, call it what you want, side hustle. I need that. (laughs) Right? So I've done that for a couple years. And then I said, I'm going to stop doing music videos. Then I'm going to do short films. Right, short films, web series, whatever. So I did all that. I didn't make any money, but I did like well in it, or I guess well for me because like my stuff got awards. I'm an IMDb Pro. I'm not. I don't make any money, but it's like I look successful, or my stuff is doing decent. Right, mm-hmm. I got hundred thousand views, a short film on YouTube, stuff like that. But like, it's working out. I'm just not making any money. So then I stopped doing films and I went into weddings. Right, weddings helped me get weddings helped me quit my job. Right, so mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm traveling all over and now I'm doing, but I'm also working with David 
during the week and I'm doing weddings on the weekends to help me pay for not only my, my like, you know, bills and all that other stuff, but also so I can continue to work with David for free. Okay. So this particular time I'm doing, I got all these three things. I said, well, what'll happen if I just put everything together and then I could just blow up. <laughs> right. I said, what mm-hmm. if I put when I'm, I'm going to build a website. I'm going to put weddings on there. I put music videos on there. I put commercials on there. I put films on there. And I'm like, listen, it I took me some know. months. Yes. I'm like, once you see this, I'm about to, bl- I'm about to blow up. Literally, millionaire overnight. I couldn't wait. Right? You know, Wix, you know, Wix had a joint where they'll help you kind of like you could pick the template. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was like, this joint is about to be crazy. And I took time on it. I kept revising it because I didn't want to let anybody know it. I kept, it's coming soon. Right? Mm. Website coming soon. So I'm saying, mm. once the website dropped, it's a wrap. Millions. What? Overnight. All day. So when it finally got done, and I couldn't wait, but I said, "But it's the week. I'm gonna protect. It's the week right here. It's a website week. Webby week. Webby week. Webby week. Webby week. <laughs> Webby week. I dropped it. I let everybody know. I let people know on Facebook. I posted in Facebook groups. I'm um, not really sure I posted on Instagram. I might have posted on Twitter, but it was literally everywhere. And I'm like, boom! Here we go. Waiting for the crickets. millions. Hold on. Do I got crickets? I'm gonna see if I have crickets. I'm cricket. I got you. I got you. I think I do. <laughs> I was like, hold on. They might did. Let me let me post it again. They might didn't see it. It probably it take a while. You know the mm-hmm. algorithm. Like, let me right, post right, it. algorithms. Yeah. yeah. Let me just. I posted. It, it was too early in the day. Let me mm. post it after. Mm. That's what it was. Sometimes. Yeah, post it after work. Yeah. yeah. People getting off. It's a yeah, lot after work. Oh, I get it. They probably didn't see it. Right. So I did it again. You know. Let me mm-hmm. post it. Mm. Oh, this one's this this one's a go. Yeah, it's going. It's then going. came, yeah. Then came the millions. Then came the millions. Yeah, it took, so I thought it was, it was the same thing as earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. all right. So. All right. So I thought. Yeah. Now I've been, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm bit seven years, by me six, seven years at this point. I'm like, you should know. Mm. You, you know how long I've been doing it. You see all the different types. You see how diverse I am. That should let you know. You see what That's, I do. You see, yeah. you know what I do. You, this, you know, this website is crazy. Facts. Come on, you see how long I, I took me took me months on this website. This was not an overnight website. I did this by myself, no help. Mm. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't perform. It didn't convert. I didn't make any extra dollars. Ooh. So all this when I so now I'm doing. Businesses at this time, most people are still hitting me up. Just referrals, speakers. Hey, come shoot my stuff. And I remember Moose. I think I shot you and maybe maybe Inky Johnson, whoever, at like a school. Like people just keep hiring me to like, hey, let's do speaking events, let's do entrepreneurial stuff, let's do business stuff, right? Even on the wedding side, the crazy thing about the wedding is that the wedding, my wedding company, does did not have a face to it. So even though I was the person who always came out, but people kept booking me for weddings. It was like I was living a double life, like I had two two different lives. So they both were doing well without me specifying that I'm doing them both. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Nikki, you might have been the only person. Most that know I was doing weddings. I had no idea. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had that combo. Most seeing me like this dude is the goat when it comes to speaking or when I'm sure shooting, shooting speakers or whatever, right? And Nikki's like, no, nah, he's pretty decent at weddings too. Though. He, he's pretty, he can do. Yeah, I knew that. you more based off of our conversations on the wedding. Yeah. Like that's where the money was. So I didn't even care what you were doing with the speakers because I 
care where the money's coming from. Mm. Right. So I'm like, I'm not really going to pay a lot of money off speakers, but it's like what I realized is whatever I focused on, even when I went back, whenever I focused strictly on music videos, people call me all the time for doing music videos. When I did weddings, when I was doing the directing stuff, people always hit me up like, let's do web series, whatever. I got called all the time. Every time I do things, in when I was in a niche, it performed the best. Mm-hmm. And that's when I put two and two together. I'm doing two different things. I have two different niches, but nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this stuff. I'm not letting the other person know that I'm doing the other one. So the yeah. don't know that I'm doing businesses, and business don't know I'm doing weddings. Is it a, is it a is it an approach or is it a mindset? Is it an approach of like, oh, it makes sense to me if I make myself available to more things, I make more money, or is it a mindset of like, I don't know, maybe call it limited belief of, no, there's no way I can make more money focusing on less things. Like that don't even make sense. Like we grew up on for you to get more, you got to do more. Absolutely, it was definitely it was definitely a mindset. So when when it came to that point in time where I felt like I wanted to make more money, that's why I put everything together. I'm like, well, I'm super, super talented. Why don't I just do everything? I'll get super rich. Mm-hmm. Find out it was the opposite. I got super broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I've been really, really hungry because most or it could be all, right? Creatives are multi-talented, yeah. right? We can do a lot of crap. Edit, sing, dance, do push-ups. It's just, we just freaking, I don't know. We made a We're amazing, yeah. <laughs> And it's like to be able to put that in a box is tough to tell a creator. It's very, very difficult. Right. So I try to control that to tell people like, listen, I know you can do all things, but if you can just focus on one for a short period of time to be able to get to your money goals, now you can branch off and start doing other stuff. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I'm not trying to take away the creative ability, because I understand that creators want to keep creating. I don't want I'm, I don't want to be the guy I'm like, you know, you can't do anything. No, I do want you to keep being creative because you're like, people don't want to do it because they think like, no, you're taking away my talents. Like, I want to keep expressing my talents. You can keep doing that, just not right now. Mm. And I say that because, you know, your mom's still struggling, right? you still working a job. Your wife, your spouse still working a job. Your brother needs your help. You know, your dad has cancer. You got all the stuff that you need money for. You got the creative genius to be able to make that happen. But since your mindset wouldn't allow you to be able to uh, grow, you continue to not only you suffer, but the people around you also suffer because of your lack. Wow. Real quick. Whether it's you or your students, right? Give an example of possibly around about amount how much they were making when they weren't niched down to mm-hmm. when they did get niched down because i want people to see like yeah i hear you brandon but yeah. like like you said i'm a creator like i could i make money off of here i make money off of here if i work harder i could possibly get made more but you have real life examples of nah let me show you this difference yeah yeah so and that's I'm, that's a really good question because when people tell me that um, they aren't niche down and they tell me, they say it's, it's, um, it's working. I asked them like, is it working out? They say, yes. And the reason why they say it's working because money that should come into your account. It's not a lot of money, but money is coming. So I'll ask them things like, you know, how much money were you making? How much money you're making? They can't give me a solid answer. So I say, give me a roundabout. So they give me a range. The reason why they give me a range because their money always fluctuates. So it'll probably max 
$2,000 a month, mm-hmm. max. You may hit three. Your best month may be three grand. Right. Okay? So, but most of the time it'll fluctuate. They have seasons. It'll fluctuate between $500 to about $2,000 every single month. And you can't guesstimate however much it's going to be. It's just, whoa, somebody happened to call me and that was a $1,000 job. It just happened to work out that way. But most of the time they're hustling every single day. They're editing every, they're editing every night, shooting every day. They're booked and busy. They're charging $200. And at the end of the month, when they look at the bank statements of how much they made, it's it max about two grand. They're not niche down. So it seems like it's working. Right. Mm-hmm. I made 2000 last month. It works. I'm like, mm-hmm. right. But you could have made 10. Mm. Easily. But let's work. Right. So after people start working with me, right, they start making 10000 15,000, some even $20,000 a month. But it's not about, it's not about the money. The money is one thing, but the time is the most important. Not only they're making more money, but the less time they have to put into it. That's good. So let me, let me give you an example. So let's say you're talking on the phone with 10 people. Let's say it takes 10 people to close a sale. If you talk to 10 people and you finally close one person for $200 one time, is it worth it? Probably not. We're talking about eight, 10 hours on the phone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you finally close somebody for at minimum a thousand dollars a month, that's one thousand dollars. Not only you got a thousand dollars, but that's one thousand one month, but twelve thousand dollars at the end of the year. Facts. Then you ask yourself, was it was it worth it? I would much rather do the opposite. Now, right. the money is great, but it's all about the time because creators want their time back and they don't know how to get their time back. They sell more time to make more money. They call this thing called booked and busy. I don't want that. Okay. Yeah, Been training. <laughs> Let us pray. I don't want book and busy. Don't book me. I'm I'm busy. What you doing? Nothing. Mm. I'm eating chicken wings. I'm hanging out. I remember I remember a convo where it was like, yeah, they can't, there's nowhere in my website you could find book branded. No. I remember that. Oh, I don't that's even still, know if it's still the situation, but I oh, remember cool. that. Literally, I had a guy, literally, a few days ago, he called me, he said, listen, um, I want to come to Yellow Print. We got a VIP mixture that Friday night. And he said, I just want to spend like an hour with you. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, I don't really do that. But what you can do at the mixer, you can ask me questions because I'll be there. And he was like, mm-hmm. no, I don't need that. I need to, I need to go ahead. Because you want an hour, man, you just go and sign up for coaching. Now, I understand you don't you don't have the money to invest in coaching, which is fine. I'm not expecting anybody to have the money. You're supposed to go find the money. Regardless, here we go. So he said, no, um, you have to do it this way. He said, well, I want to just pay for the two days. And can I ask, can I spend an hour with you there if I stay over? I'm like, I'm tired. Not. I'm not doing that. He said, listen, I'll just come in. on. I'll stay for another day on Monday, and I'll just pay you for the hour. I was like, Mm-mm. you don't own my time. Mm-hmm. Like I create, I put systems, I put a system in place to help you in, which is shooters camp, shooters inner circle, all the things I have in place to help you in. Go through the system that works. If you try to do a one on one or one whatever one hour call with me, whatever, is that actually enough information in an hour for you to help you go from zero to one hundred k? So let's say you did spend a thousand dollars or five grand for one hour, whatever. Was it worth it? Did you get the results that you wanted? Not only do I want my time back, but two, I know that I'm not giving you um, the best. I know it's not going to help you. So now I'm scamming you and you scam yourself. 
Yikes. 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 Yeah, speak, speak, speak. yeah that's, that's interesting. Speaking of website, I actually saw you do something on the live once where you talked about things that creators think they need to make money mm. and things that they actually need to make money. Okay. And you literally told somebody, like, go ahead and take your website down. Take it down. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> what? How am I supposed to make more money without a website? Talk about that philosophy, because the just the idea of what we think we need versus what we actually need. What's that like? Before I even jump into this philosophy, right? When creators and Nikki, you get you could you can let me know about this. Whatever we literally on this call, on this podcast right now. When it comes to the creative field, when they're getting booked, do they get booked off the website or the referrals? Before I even get any deeper, before I even get any deeper, are most creators getting booked off of referrals, referral-based business, or is it websites? Referrals. Most of the time, before I even get mm-hmm. into philosophy, we're talking about there's graphic designers that you probably know. There's editors that you probably know. And correct me if I'm wrong. You know right off that you got their number. You're not sending, if I send you, if I, all right, Nick, if I ask you for a graphic designer right now, who is a graphic designer that you know? You can give me one or two or whatever. Nick and Kev. And you're going to give me, are you going to give me the website or the phone number? You can put them in a group message. What you going to do? A phone number and possibly their Instagram so you can see the work. I'm going to see the work and I'm probably, I'm going to hop on the call. Nick's probably going to be like, listen, there's five bands. I'm going to pay 5,000. It's done. He will send me invoice proposal. I'm going to pay 5,000. Nick referred them. I seen the Instagram. Five grand in his pocket. No website was needed. Hmm. Now, that's just off referral based. And let's get to the actual philosophy of it, right? So when people ask you, I'm glad you mentioned Instagram. When people ask creators like, yo, I want to see this person's work. They never specifically say website. Have you thought about that? That's good. That's good. They say, I want to see your work or portfolio. They never specifically say website. What's their mm-hmm. way? They don't say that. They said, let me, let me see the work. And the work can come in different things. It can come in an Instagram. It can come in Dropbox. It can come in a folder. Whatever, however, they, it can come in a freaking mail file. I care. They never, mm-hmm. they never actually say website. Now, here's a couple of things about the website. Does when we're talking about percentage, is there a percentage? How, how, what's the percentage of people that know how to work Instagram? Zero to hundred. And know how to work Instagram? Yeah, I mean, just, just know how to go through and look at photos on there. I mean, a good amount know how to look at photos. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people can have the Instagram app. They can go to it, and I can see what photos I like. Yeah. I'm not saying that I know how to know an algorithm. What I'm saying is I can go to Instagram, and I know how to look at stuff. Yeah. Now, how many people actually know how to work your website? Mm. <laughs> right? You create this whole website. I don't know where the about section is. I don't know where the book me is. I don't know where none of this stuff is. So now that's a distraction. That means that's longer. It takes me long. It takes it takes me longer for you to get to the bag. That's good. That's good. I'm a client. I could have already paid you, but since I got distracted, now I'm over on Amazon. Now, now I can't find the stuff. I'm over. I'm I'm all in a whole other place. Mm. I'm not saying do not get a website. I'm not saying I'm not saying websites are, are not important. What I'm saying is people think that they need these certain things to get rich, okay? Because they equate websites to money, and that's not the case, right? They got a website, you got a logo, you got your business cards, you got your business email, you got your business phone number, you got all these things, and you thought that these things mean I'm going to get rich. And no one has ever told you that. 
Mm. No one has never said it. You can't, you can't YouTube. You can't, nobody has ever said you do these things, you'll get rich. That's never been said before in life. Mm. So you did it right. Based off of, based off of no facts, based off of no data. Right. And when you actually find out what you actually need is wait for people to find you easily, pay you easily, and you need to be able to fulfill it. That's it. So in photographers and videographers case, they need to be able to find you. What's the easy way to find you? Just Instagram. Just for case. You can still use Facebook, whatever. I don't care. They need to be able to find you easily. That means if my name is, this is Nikki, I can find her. Yeah. Not, not, not freaking Nikki Boogaloo. I can't spell that. This is Nikki. I can find her. Right? Pay you. Boom. It's a link right there or whatever. Boom. Button. Pay. Or whatever it looks like. Okay? Right. And then fulfill it. Can you do the stuff? Can you coach me? Can you create? Can you do whatever? Do you have a tripod and camera? Right? So find you Instagram, pay you what they use. HoneyBook, I don't care, however you get paid and fulfill it. Do you have a camera? Do you have a tripod? Do you have a microphone? That will help you get to $10,000 a month. Now, these other things, I know you're probably thinking, well, Brandon, all these people say, well, everybody else have this stuff. Don't I need this stuff too? Yes, but just not for what you think you need it for. Mm-hmm. You need this for things like business funding, business credit. LLC, Secretary of State, whatever, right? So it's just two separate things. That's pretty much it. Mm, okay. Wow. I, I, I could go seven different ways with this one, and I'm trying not to get in my creator bag too much. Let's so let me. Let, ah, no, 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 I, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save it. Let's 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 go back because some creators, especially those who hold the camera. Mm-hmm. Are like move off of passion. I love the art of it, right? And like you said, yo, I got awards, but that didn't really bring in money. Exactly. So, can you list out a few ways uh, from maybe the most obvious ways to some of the like, yeah, you probably didn't even know you can make money with with your camera doing this. Like, name some of the ways people can make money off of their camera. So what I do is I focus strictly on, I'm very simple, simplistic. So what I used to do, I used to give people options. Now I start giving people options. (laughs) (laughs) No more options. Right. When I first started, I used to let people just do like, you know, whatever you want. You want to do music videos, you can make money off that. You want to do this, which which is true. But when I hired a coach, and he asked me a couple of questions. He was like, well, how can you help people get the fastest results and less effort and guarantee it? I was like, well, they have to do what I do. They have to work with businesses. They have to do retainer and charge monthly. That's what I tell people to do. People have one pricing. They have one strategy. People use one platform. It's one everything, right? It's more so like um, I create like an in and out burger. So when you go to in and out it takes literally seconds to order. Right. You get better. It takes longer. So I created in and out. So me, so basically I say all that, the answer to your question is there is multiple ways, but I want people to focus on one, which is predictable income, right? You work with businesses, you have them pay you a thousand dollars a month minimum, right? If you get 10 clients, you make $10,000 a month. So there's no more confusion. There's no more distraction. There's nothing else left that you have to think about or do until you get to 10 K a month. Once you get to 10K a month, I don't care what you do. You can go and travel the world. You can go and eat chicken wings. 
You can go and do whatever passion thing. You can go and do whatever the heck you want to do. Plant a garden. I don't question. It has nothing to do with me at, at that point. Create. Put it like this. Creators been broke. Creators been broke too long for them to have options. No, that's mm. a fact. That's a bar. Hold. That's. A, let me. Let me go away. Let me go away. Yeah. No, that's good. You know. You know what, what's crazy, Brendan, is that I, uh, in, in just conversations with other creators, I I say that uh, creators, or especially people who are talented with the camera. I look at them as the new age blue collar worker. And I don't mean blue collar to dummy down what they do or make it seem like grueling work. But I literally th think of it as, yo, it's it's in such high demand. It's so essential yeah. to online business, heck, to any business sure. that the demand of it is, is is critical. I find it like a critical element to that. My 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 thing is, though, I'm just more interested in the the switch that happened in your mind to say, yeah, no, not only am, am I going to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and teach other people to do it. Like, like because you've built your business model around really helping people to learn the craft, to make money from the craft and, and skill in that standpoint. What was the flip the, or the switch that happened in your mind to say, OK, I see that this is a need. There's a there's a challenge out here in the marketplace. I'm going to go ahead and jump into that space and 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 utilize it's not like somebody had to give you permission. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people often also feel like that's something that's important for them, but it don't seem like that's what happened with you. Well, one, no one else knew what I knew. At least it felt like. So I'm talking to other, like, imagine, imagine just having like sauce or game or just something that people just don't know. And it seems like no one else knew, but, but you, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, one, I can't work with all these people by myself. Right. I can't be the only person that people call when they need stuff. I'm like, well, they can do it, too. Mom, but they don't they, they don't do what you do. I'm like, well, they probably could. I, maybe if I show them, maybe I could. Right. So it started to begin like I need to create more of a impact because I could do this on my own and make a kajillion dollars. But why would I be on top and just watch other people suffer when I come from the same place as everyone else? I come from a small hometown. I come from poverty. You know, my dad's alcoholic. My brother's in prison. Like I go, I come from nothing. And if I can do it, I can't just watch other people suffer. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Right? It's like there's there, there there's no way you can be a um creative or be in the same place that I was I was in and just watch other people just literally just fail. And I know how to get them up. Like I know how to help them succeed. It makes no sense for me to, to watch that. So it's multiple different reasons. One, impact, mm -hmm. right? Um, two, helping people. What's crazy is when I did it, it actually helped my business grow even more. So when I wanted to help people, I realized that once I graduate people and the people get good, I'm like, they can work the client set, I work. I'm like, shoot, I don't have to shoot. Mm. I don't shoot it. I'm like, shoot, this is, uh, it kind of added another thing. So it's like, when you start to do good, you start to operate in this abundance mindset, like more will come to you. So that wasn't my plan initially, but then it turned into it. Okay, let me let me stay there. So for those people who are going to like, okay, I'm gonna take it into a business, but like maybe even that agency route, right? Okay. okay. What was what was the very first couple of steps that you did? Did you get a team? Did you get more equipment? Did you like what was those did you 
just get the logo and just kept moving? Like, what are those steps to make it into the agency that you have? And then also, on top of that, what is one thing that you wish you could do over from it and like avoid completely? Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm assuming you mean like start your own agency, right? Do you mean yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So the first thing I did was um I started with retainers. So um initially you charge people a lot of money every month. Right. Once you start there, because what happens is it creates a it creates a system, right? Of predictable income and you have something you you basically got this assembly line or this Chick-fil-A essentially, right? Once I know that I'm getting this amount of money every single month, I can put a system behind it, meaning I can now put um I can now put employees in place. I can put somebody can work the cash for somebody can work the fries. Because if you're just doing it, if you don't know, put like this, if you hire people and you don't know what gigs are coming or whatever, and they're just kind of sitting back waiting, you can't guarantee people anything. You can't guarantee people gigs. You can't guarantee people money. So first thing I did was I created a structure where I can guarantee me, <laughs> myself, money first. And then from there, I created a system around it, right? So I'm like, this is how I shoot this person, right? This is how this needs to be edited. This is this is the time I do it. This is the best way to do this. This is a system in place, meaning I can walk away and anybody can do this. I can go in a coma tomorrow and somebody else can be brain shot me today, hmm. right? So then from there, I was like, all right, I need to show like my editors how to do this. So my editors know how to actually edit this particular person or project or SOP, right? right? Now I got money coming in from the same people. I got editors doing the exact same work. And now I don't necessarily have to do anything because nothing changes. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is the exact same sandwich every time you go there. It's chicken, two pickles, bun, top and bottom bun. That's it. Okay, hold on. Let me follow up. Sorry, Bruce. Okay. Let me follow up. Because as a creator, because some of us want to give that personal style to each mm-hmm. client. Mm. Right? I love it. So how do you avoid that? Like, and be able to be like, Let me all jump right, in. here's the yeah. SOP. Here I you go. You. I got you, Nikki. I can jump right on in here. Go. We ain't gotta- <laughs> I was like that at first. Right. What happened was when I was, it almost never fails. When I'm editing something and um, the more sauce I add to it, the more the client don't like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think if you a true editor, no, you, you understand that. You understand that. Deals. Oh my God. You're done. And you say, you know what? I'm going to find this sound. I don't went to Africa and found a real giraffe and recorded that giraffe, flew back to the States. I hate put you. The in, <laughs> put the giraffe in and boom, sent it to the client. This about to go crazy. They're like, yeah, everything is cool, but that giraffe sound. Giraffe. I'm like, you mean the one I just. <laughs> I went to Africa. I found a real giraffe. That I was got crazy. Shots and everything from it. I went and got, I put the giraffe sound, right? So then I realized that, okay, so a couple of things. I'm, I'm going to help with that and I'm going to tell you what the actual. So there's actually three phases to editing. When you first, this helps with overthinking. When you when you get done with your first edit, like when it's, it's, there's a first edit where it's official, this is the one that you should send to the client. But what happens is editors will go into two more phases. That's, that are unnecessary. Yeah. So the second phase has a little more editing, a little more style, a little more personal to it, right? And then they said, well, shoot, I said a three-day turnaround time. I got a little more time. I'm going to go into the third phase, which is overboard. Mm. So what happens is we're sending the client 
phase three when we should only send them phase one. Phase one is exactly what the client asked for. This cut, mm-hmm. biggest lot, this whatever, that's it. It took you hours to do it. The client could have been had it posted up on, on the gram. It would have been done. But we're thinking, we're trying to put our own style to it. Yeah. So here's what I did. As opposed to, I would, I would, this is how I separated. I always sent my clients style one. I'm sorry, phase one, which was just enough for them to have. And then all the phase three, I did it on my stuff. Mm. That's how the Chris Trash come about. And that's why you hear the same sound. I hate that sound. I don't care. I like it. It's fun to me. I'm going to throw it in there again. That's a fact. That's so you do your creative stuff for your stuff. And the people who are paying you money, that means they also control the way you, you, you it's less stressful. It's less stress. Just go ahead and do it. They pay you $1,000 a month. Just do whatever. They, phase one, you're done. Mm-hmm. So you do get to still express your creativity, Nikki, just not on your client stuff. Right? Talk about it. Let's go back on your own stuff. Let's go back to Chick Fil A. You order number one, right? You know what you're going to get: chicken, two pickles, whatever. But yeah. now you want to put your own style on. So as opposed to putting chicken and pickles, you put Frosted Flakes on it, right? You threw two two gum worms on it. You put some bleach on it. You like this is my style. They're gonna they gonna when they hit this. This about to be crazy. And it's like, nah. I seen the picture. It said the pickles. I thought it was gonna be the number one. No, this yeah. is the number. One. I just threw my own style on. It. Right, but can you just mm. not? Have you ever worked at fast food? Am I working at a fast food spot? No. So uh, McDonald's was my first job, right? So we made the clients like a like a like a whatever a McDouble or a double cheeseburger, whatever. But then we will sauce up our own burgers on break. Right. Burgers that was never on the menu. With the burger in there, mm. we had our own burgers that would never hit the menu, but it was our thing. What we couldn't give that to the clients because that's not even on the menu. Oh, that's good. Okay. Mm. All right. That's good. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of even the pricing model is, is, is one price, right? It's the retainer model. Yep. Let, let, t- what would you say is kind of the same thing like you said, what they need to get paid and what they actually need, uh, what they actually do to get paid. What's the same thing when you're working with a business or how most creators would approach a business to get paid and that they do wrong versus what they actually should be doing to land some of those retainers and put themselves in position to get their time back and do some of these other things that you're explaining. Mm. I'm trying to understand the question. Um, I guess you're trying to figure out like, what are they doing wrong to land these clients as far as pricing? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like from their attempts to try and get retainers versus what they actually should be doing to, to, to get their retainers. So, Ooh, it's a lot of things. So, um, Mm. one, they had this thing, they called a, um, they create this thing called a pricing sheet. I don't know if they know what that is. You know what that is? A pricing sheet? Yeah. 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 So you're creating, I've done that too. Regardless, you create pricing sheets. It may have like three things on there, maybe five different packages on there. It might have a list of all the different things. And then they send it to a client and they say, boom, you know, just pick whichever one you want. So here's the issue with that. The issue with that is you're allowing the client to be the expert in what you deliver on. Right? Mm. So most, I don't know if you're, I don't know how creative you are, but I don't know. Do you know what? You know, do clients know what raw footage, JPEGs, high res, all these different terminologies? Do they know what any of these things mean? And no, if, very it's, little. if it's beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, very little. You know, so what happens is since we don't know, I'm like, well, I'm going to assume. Well, I'm not going to assume. 
I'm already thinking in my mind as a client, I want the lowest package because I don't want to spend a lot of money for it. All right. So I come in, I decide to pick the lower package. And then I come to the shoot, you realize that I want to shoot a whole movie. Mm. Yes, we didn't hop on a call with a client, right? We don't know, we don't, we're not the doctor. We didn't assess what they need. We end up trying to automate the business when the business is not even systemized to automate. Right? So I guess problem one is pricing sheets, right? You can't necessarily tell someone, you can't necessarily diagnose someone without talking to them and hearing the problems first. What, yeah. do, you, what do you actually want? Right? And then I can price you accordingly. I don't put like this. If I'm the only person who knows what you need, why would I allow you to pick it? That's good. If I go, if I go to the doctor and I can't walk, right? I know that you need a spinal surgery because I looked at look whatever the X-ray. But mm-hmm. the nurse coming in and give you a pricing sheet. Which one do you want? You got spinal surgery, you got freaking knee surgery, and you got whatever neck surgery. So you just like neck surgery is two hundred dollars. You pick neck surgery. You got neck surgery done. Couldn't find out you actually need the spinal surgery. The doctor already knew that. The nurse and the doctor ask series of questions, do x-rays before they actually give you. And they don't give you options. They're like, listen, you need, if you want to walk again, this surgery will cost you 10 grand. It's going to take the surgery two days, two weeks in, in bed rest, and you're going to be up walking in no time. Hmm. Why would you pick anything else? Because you didn't know. You didn't know. And you were trying to be and you were trying to be cheap. You're trying to be cheap, you're trying to automate it. So what happens <laughs> they should, whether they like it or not, they should hop on a call with every single client, period. Mm. Wow. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's gonna suck. And I get it. Because you gotta work, you gotta work your job. Talk to them on lunch break. Talk to them when you get off work. Right? Oh, they just people just trying to be cheap. I get it. I understand. But since I've been since I've been shooting. Of course, I didn't have a website. I've talked to every single one of my clients on the phone before they ever worked with me. I've been, I've been doing it for 12 years. I've never, ever had someone book a link. And like, I've always, talk, we've always became best friends before we start shooting. Hmm. I, 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 I know exactly what's your name. I know what we're shooting. I know there's no hiccups. There's no, I've, 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 I had less problems on location, on set, because I know exactly what I'm getting myself into before I go shoot. Man, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. You send the link and boom, what's crazy? They send a link, bro. You don't even know who the person is until you show up. You can't even pick them out of a lineup. You hear like, yo, uh, oh, you what? Uh, Are you with me? Right. We haven't talked to each other. How? What's going to, and you can, you guys can, can speak on this. If you send me a link, what's going to like incentivize me to spend more? Mm-hmm. $300 probably max I'm going to spend on a link. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know you. I don't know if right. I like you. I don't trust you. You could be a scammer. How much are you willing to spend? I can't do it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Stay there. So what do you suggest for those introverts that mm. don't want to get on the phone and mm. talk to them and just want to do the work? Are you suggesting, yeah, yeah the same for you or... What 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 we doing? I'm tracking. What I suggest is you hop on the phone anyway. Mm. Mm. Okay. So here's the thing. Just because you're an introvert, this is still your business. It has nothing to do with you, how I can't can't laugh laughing. It's like, do I like you? Do I trust you? Whatever. 
you can be monotone on the phone. If you if if we have a connection and you, I feel like you know what I want in a vision, what you say, you being an introvert has nothing to do with the product. Those are two separate things. Right. You need to learn sales and marketing to be able to run a business. And then again, you can't, you can't, even if some people may say I'm an introvert, I'm gonna give it to somebody else. You can't give a job to someone else that you don't fully understand because you can't train them on a job that you don't know. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not gonna speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. <laughs> For real. I had somebody say, like, man, I don't want to like do sales. I don't want, I just had somebody else do it. Right. How you wanna train them? Well, uh, how you going? You ain't got training. Okay. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. That's it. Sorry, Jose. I, I appeal. I get it. Introverts kind of like, yo, I don't want to get on the phone, but I'm telling you, even if you're an introvert, you will still sell more. Now, mind you now, I've been coached for four years. So that means I've already coached introverts, extroverts, all type of people, and they've all made money. So it's like, the the you the type your personality type really doesn't matter. Some people are mean, some people are nice. It doesn't matter. Do you have the sauce or not even have the sauce? Forget the sauce. You don't need sauce. Do you do you understand my vision and are you the right person for the job? Hmm. Yeah, what what's crazy, man, is that so much of what you're saying, like I know where of course your niche is specific to videographers, creative shooters, but it's oh, it's like tangible oh. business. Fundamentals, like you can do this in any 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 real business model, which which is which is really dope. The one thing you mentioned though is marketing, uh, and of course I feel like that is a whole new hurdle in itself because, like you mentioned, algorithms changing, platforms coming up that are new. What what are some of the things that you maybe teach your students to uh, maybe embody so that they can learn how to consistently get themselves in front of new people. Yeah, sure. So here's the, the crazy thing is I strictly focus on Instagram, but you can do it for any social media. So you, one, you got to have like, so we understand we have, have a niche. We need to have content on your pages. This. So let's say you're Instagram and let's say you focus strictly on like, you know, pet photography, whatever, as an, as an example, you know, work with pets. Okay. Then you can literally, I, I focus on messaging, like DMs and messaging and outreach to other businesses. Right. Meaning you can be at the house, you can be at work, you can be at the job or whatever, and you can have conversations with 50, you know, pet companies a day. Right. With having these conversational people, you got to find out whether they want your services or not. We're not spamming people. Right. We're, we're, we're talking to people. We're having a conversation with people People already want our stuff anyway. Once they decide to say, yeah, I want it. That's what I need. You hop on a call with them and then you close them for whatever your retainer is. So now here's the crazy thing about it. Since we skipped over websites and all this other stuff, I mean, we get right to, to the bag. We're at the house and we're focusing, getting really, really good at having a conversation with people and finding out whether they want our services, right? So let's say out of those 50, we'll be able to hop on a call with, you know, five people, right? Or two people a day, whatever. At the end of the week, you would have already closed at least one person for $1,000 a month. Now, you're probably thinking, man, I'm sending these messages, my freaking fingers hurt, this sucks, right? But it's kind of like, Back in the day, you had to do door-to-door sales. Yep. Back in the day, you had to do radio advertising. Back in the day, you had to do all this extra work. Now we got social media. You don't have to go across the street and talk to the pet company. You can find them right here on Facebook, right here on Instagram, mm. and send them, yo, what's up? I've seen your stuff. 
I'm already, it's, it's just, it's right at your fingertips. People are like, where are the clients? They're online. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Okay. Here, here, here's my question. Yes. There's, there's going to be people like, all right, I'm going to create this business. Okay. What equipment do people need to start mm. a business in photography and videography? Like some people are thinking they need the $10,000 uh, mm. cameras and, and a whole team. Like what is, what do they need to start off with? Sure. You need just enough to fulfill it. Oh, break that down. <laughs> break that down, okay. sir. Sure. So let's say that we work with business, right? So you know you need a tripod to be able to hold a camera stable, right? You know you need you you need you need a kit for your niche. I didn't want to make that rhyme, but I guess it did. I okay. see. Okay, the the rapper is coming back. Okay. I try. I try to. So meaning, if let's say if I work with real estate, at that point I would need a gimbal. At that point I would need a drone. If I'm working with a consultant, right? At that point I may just need. A tripod, camera, microphone, maybe lights. That's it. You mean? So, so meaning, I'm working with a consultant and I bought a drone. They ain't cheap. I'm working with a consultant. All the consultant is doing is walking up and down the street. I done got a drone. I done flew it over his head and I'm like, what? Why don't I office. get him in the back of the in head? In the office. <laughs> he in the office. It's a drone. It's right here. Right. So what happens is you bought the drone for you. You didn't buy it for your client. You bought it for you. OK, you need just enough to fulfill it. Right. You got the gimbal. You got the, the 10. Th- you don't got the 4K, 8K camera. This stuff is going on Instagram at 1080 compressed. Hmm. Now, I do get it. I do get it. Brand, I do need to get the high quality. I do need to shoot the 4K. I do need to do all that. It's easy for me to scale in. It's easy for me to be able to, whatever. But, all right. All right. You have to think like a CEO, not a photographer, a videographer. You are, you are the, you, you own a photography and videography business, right? You are the CEO. Photography and videography is just a service that you provide. Okay, so let's see you jump out there and start shooting AK, right? You got the computer, you got the deck, you got the, you got the control AK files. I don't know if y'all know this, but control AK files, you need a very, very robust computer to be able to control that. Of course, Nikki, move. Did you, did you know that? I have no idea. <laughs> Meaning, the regular MacBook Pro that you get from Apple is not going to be enough. No. You either need to build a wow. PC or you need to get a customized Mac that might cost you five grand plus. Nick and my children? No, it's a fact. Okay. So let's say you do this, right? You shoot AK, you want to give the clients the best. How are you going to be able to hire another editor to do the work for you? No scale. That's good. So That's good. Meaning, meaning whenever you create a business, you want to ask yourself, is it scalable? And the way you're approaching it is not scalable because they're going to need a robust computer as well. So if you're only making 10K a month, right, that means you can't even, because this person also needs, you need to be able to pay for computers or whatever for these people. And you can't, and you need to pay for the equipment probably. So now you're 15K out the door just to hire a person. Hmm. Wow. Thanks. 
Man, wow. people aren't thinking about hiring. I get it. But the problem is people don't think far enough in the future. So let's say you're 35 now. I don't know, 30. You're young, 25. Okay. Do you want to keep shooting for 30 more years? 20. 15. Hmm. People say, I like editing. I love editing. I love shooting. Cool. Which is fine. But do your spouse want you to keep editing all night? Don't you want to travel the world? Don't you want to do all the things, right? So you claim you like editing. You don't. You, let's stop. Because mm. if I asked you to edit this or freaking go to Bali, you would go to Bali. Mm. That's a fact. You got a lot of me. You got a lot of me. You're just saying that for like, oh, I just don't want to sit. It, let's stop the cap. <laughs> stop the cap. You'll be in Bali chilling with your spouse, with your family, with your kids, with your mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to Bali too. Mom in the city. Let's stop. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, man, it's crazy, man. This is uh, this will be my last question, but I, I just got to say, it is, it is so refreshing to hear how simple you've made this whole process, right? And like I said, and, and it's so cool because it's applicable to so many different variables and in industries. Like it's just basics, and, and we got to stop complicating it for you know, ourselves, our clients, the people we work with. Yeah. My thing, man, just final question. If you were to uh, maybe give a piece of advice to a uh, younger Brandon, who, b- before he he made the jump, who was trying all these different things, what's a piece of advice you would give him early in his journey that others could probably benefit from uh, based on what you know now? I don't know, man. Um, I would say, well, for me personally, Invest into like learning, invest in education, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that changed my life was when I, in 2016, when I started, when I read that first book and I started reading more books after that, and then I was lo- looking at people like Eric Thomas, um, Inky Johnson, David Shans, when I started investing into like knowledge. Because before I was just, you know, just hanging out, watching YouTube, you know what I mean? Just watching stuff like you know, how to edit more, edit better. Um, you know, cartoons, just stuff that like was like entertaining, but I never really thought about like investing into my mind. If I invest into my mind as far as reading self-help books, hiring mentors, hiring coaches, even if it's a virtual, even if you can't afford them, like because Dave and every time that was my virtual mentors, right? Mm. I consumed them every week. I watched I literally every time has helped me with you know my um relationship with um uh, my spouse with my wife. You know, David helped with like um, entrepreneurship and he gave motivation, like all those things like fed my brain. So I would have done that a lot sooner. Self-help books, like self-help books, virtual mentors, real mentors, coaches, education. If I did that a long, if I did that a long time ago, I would have shortcut a lot of this process. Okay, I got I got I got two last questions. Two last okay. questions. Cause you said books. And Musa, yeah. I always got to ask. So yeah. what are three books that you recommend to Play all less. creators? You ain't got to say no more. You ready? I'm going to give you yeah. an order. Okay. You, should read you should read them in this order. Okay. Okay. The first book is 10 Distinctions Between Millionaires and Middle Class. 
This book is going to let this is the first mindset shift that you're going to need because now you understand that you've been living like a middle class person this whole time. And then you need to convert over into a millionaire mindset thinking. OK, the very next book is called The One Thing. OK, mm-hmm. you can read this book second. The One Thing. The One Thing talks about. Obviously, what it is, right? Making a lot of money and being very impactful by focusing heavily on one thing. Because if I say it, if Nika said, people don't believe me. I don't know, probably because I'm black. But if they listen to this guy saying this book, whatever. <laughs> listen to what I say in this book, they're going to be all the way tapped in, right? He said a quote. This quote said, just because we can, we think we should. Mm. Mm. Meaning, if I know that I can sell this water bottle for $10. I'm like, oh, I can do this. I'm going to go do it. It's like, I just keep doing stuff. Like, like, yo, can you just stop? Anyway, so that's the one thing. That's number two. And then number three, the third book you should read is The Compound Effect. Right? These books build on each other. The Compound Effect talks about doing small things over long periods of time. Right? So the reason why I've got to the place where I am now because I've tried different things, but I've, I've always felt back, well, went back to photography and videography, because that's the only skill set I've been doing for a long period of time. Right. So people give people quit and give up too early and too often. So even if you're not really trying, let's say you're baking cakes. Even if you don't want to like be a bake cake or whatever, if you've been doing it for five years on a consistent basis, you will literally be an expert over most people who've been doing baking cakes for one day or two weeks or whatever. Right. Yeah. It just basically talks about consistency, the compound effect, because people think they need to do a whole bunch of stuff. They need to do small stuff over long periods of time. This YouTube game, right? Nikki, you guys already know this YouTube game is a long play, right? Oh, I've been, up, I've been back and forth off the YouTube thing. It's tough for me to do it, but I know you guys have mastered it. Like, listen, Oh, so put it like this. The people watching Nikki Moose podcast right now, I don't know how many subscribers y'all got right now. They're gonna 10, come back to over ten thousand. Let's talk about oh. it. <laughs> people will come back five years later because they feel like that both of you guys started your podcast, YouTube around the same journey, and you guys are gonna be at five hundred thousand, a million subscribers. And they're gonna be like, Well, I'm at four. What what have I I've been doing you haven't been doing the same thing. Right. You have not been doing the same thing. I've been doing this every single week, or you guys have been doing it every single week, and you haven't. My podcast is not super special. I didn't do anything amazing. I just been doing over. I just didn't give up, and you did. Damn! Hmm. Wow! All right. You read the books in that order. I promise you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a time limit to read them. The first book is 80 pages. It'll probably take you two days. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give people two weeks. I'm gonna give you 30 days. 30 days, read all three of those books and come back to the comments or whatever and let me know. As you read the book, let me know your takeaways. Within three months, it's going to be life-changing. And this is not your typical rich dad, poor dad, and whatever. These are strictly, if you are a creator, you need a mindset shift. These three, you read these joints in order, you'll never think the same ever again. Thanks. All right. Last question. Last question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Brandon, the personal brand. Not the Ooh. not the businessman, the the Ooh. personal brand, the the low key comedian with your videographer's <laughs> trash. Because those, if 
if y'all have not, first off, go follow him on Instagram. Second, if you haven't seen any of those, those are one of the best things. Every single time he posts them, I love them to death, right? Uh, talk to us about your strategy about you being the brand. So you're normally behind the scenes. You're normally, you know, you you have a successful business. You've mm-hmm. done everything as far as shooting every type of event ever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's time for you to brand yourself. Talk, mm-hmm. talk to us about that process. Um, it's crazy. I didn't really, wasn't expecting or didn't want to like become this, the shooter or branding shop and whatever. It just kind of happened that way. And I don't know when you have, I think everybody has something to say and everyone has something to bring to the table. Yeah. I feel like it's important for everybody to, of course, build a business brand, but it's also important to build a personal brand. I feel like I feel like everyone, introvert or not, you can do videos and stuff like without showing your face. It's so much other stuff. Everybody has something special and unique to bring to the table. And when I started like building this brand, I remember having two thousand followers and people laughing at my stories. Nick, I don't know if you remember this. You do remember this actually. When I used to do the thing on the um, I'll teach a lesson, and yep. then I'll say we lit at the end. It was just it was fun. Like and it was like I feel like that most people like you know I guess they cower when it comes to social media and stuff like that. And they think that nobody's going to like you, nobody's going to like you or whatever. It's not about having a lot of followers or having a lot of subscribers. It's about leaving your, your mark, leaving your personality like on this earth to let people know it's okay. There's other people like you, and you just need to be able to express that. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's kind of oh, like no, the way. You did. I, you did. That's kind of like the way I look at it. Like just, just, just go out there and create the best way you know how. Don't be pressured in business. Don't be pressured by trolls online. Just do it. It's going to be people that you're, there's going to be lives you're changing. There's going to be people you make laugh. There's going to be people that, that learn from you. There's going to be people that take a, 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 a interest in what you do or what you say, regardless of what it is. I think if you focus heavy on the activity and not necessarily on the goal, it'll make things less stressful and less chaotic. So build your personal brand, whatever that looks like for you. Thanks. Oh, was that the, right. what was that? I thought, well, listen, I thought we made the city. Then <laughs> what was going hey, on? Hey, we get no. Nah, I gave I gave my last question, man. I just wanted to say it's been uh, you know we did. I always say this at the end is that our show kind of came together by accident during COVID, yeah. and uh, you know everyone of course says, hey, we uh, we want to we wish we would have gave these people their flowers while they're still here. You got to appreciate them. While, we were like, well, let's do something about it and actually, you know, bring that to life. Like, this is our token, of course, of highlighting your work. More importantly, highlighting you as a person. Like I said, I, I definitely appreciated the simplicity behind the teachings and just the straightforwardness of like, uh, don't do that. Uh, actually, no, still do that, even if you are an introvert. Like, you know, it's just sometimes people just need to hear it as it is. And man, thanks for uh, for definitely giving the time and, and sharing this with the people. Thank you. I appreciate and, it, man. And I you do. know, I have genuine love for you and and the wife shout out to the wife um we still have to figure out what to do together we me and brandon for years have been like all right what are we gonna do and then we both grew he grew business i grew as a brand and then it's like we'll meet up like every two years like yo what are we gonna do together like okay why don't we go like away and bring everybody okay cool and then we never talk about it and then we're right. here again. So 
everybody, look, Brandon's super dope. Uh, tell the people where they could get into the, you know, the Shooters Academy. How could they, you know, get like book the agency? Because you can't you can't book Brandon. Sorry, you can't do that. He has a whole agency for this now. But like for people who want to get into your stuff, tell them how to get into it. Yeah. So first of all, I wanted to just say um, I appreciate y'all, man, for allowing me to come on this platform. I feel like this is like probably my best podcast episode. This was Talk really about good. it. Mm. Really good. Like I'm like, no, no. It was just, it was good. We're not gonna, we're not gonna ask the typical stuff. That's why we're not gonna ask the typical like, stuff. It was just good. It was like it was, it was, it was question. I was like, oh, this is good. Like I really want to answer that. Mm. And I think it's probably because, like, you know, you guys are creatives, anyways. It probably helps a lot. But I'm like, that's the stuff that kind of like it feeds me, keep me up at night. Like I don't know. I love it. So that's more. So I appreciate y'all for, for letting me off. Also, yes, can somebody let me know in the comments what me and Nick are going to do? Like, I yeah, just feel like it. we like, I don't know, I watch him for Hunt and Wall Street, Travis, they like the best of both worlds tour. I'm like, why are we waiting? I don't know. I feel like we can just do something crazy. We gotta, but I, We got to figure it out. I want it to make sense, people. I want people to get lots of value, of course. Let's think it through. And let's, let's mm-hmm. that's that. Outside of that, y'all make sure you guys, if you want to know anything from me, if you want to go to, of course, you want to go to Shooters Camp, go to ShootersCamp.com. But obviously, follow your boy Instagram, Brandon Shot Me. You can pretty much DM me and I'll tell you whatever you need. If you want to do Shooters Camp, you can DM me. If you want to like, get in touch with AC, you can DM me. Whatever. I'm just literally a DM away. ShootersCamp.com to get coaching. Follow me for tips. Or if you want to book us for events or things of that nature, you can also DM me there as well. But outside of that, I'll see you guys on the ground. These are facts. And normally, Moose ends it with final words. Give the people some final words so we could close this episode out. Or no. I was just looking like, because when you said it, I was like, say, usually Moose. And I thought, I mean, like, I'm still going to pick Moose. But now it's me. No. I'm like, okay. We're right back over here. Um, Final words. I guess let me, um, this is a quote I just said the other day. Um, don't let pennies distract you from dollars. Which is basically the shiny object syndrome, right? So if you say, like, oh, just because I can, just because I can set this bottle of water, I can go do it and make a little bit of money. Focus on your goal. Focus on making money and let, and let the passion, like put the passion to the side for right now. Let your pride, ego, passion go right now. Focus on making money, change you and your family's life, and then you can come back and work on your passion later. 